light shone into the darkness, incredibly white light, and it touched me, my entire being, has incredible presence. He was Jesus with his hands outstretched, and I then realized I was standing before Almighty God. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about whether there is life after death for someone who claims to be an atheist. Now, atheists would say that there is no life after death, and whatever we experience here on earth, that's pretty much it. But is that true? What if there is life after death, even for someone who doesn't believe in it? Well, in our last show, we had Ian McCormick all the way from the other side of the world tell us how he was stung by the diddly box jellyfish when he was on a scuba diving trip. And as he was dying as an atheist, he started hearing the voice of God guiding him as his body was swelling up and as he was being immobilized and dying. Like he was fighting this voice. He didn't really know who it was, but God was guiding him. And he did die after he called out to Jesus to be his savior, but found himself in a darkness where he realized he didn't have a body and that hell was a place of darkness with no sex, drugs, or anything as what people say that hell would be such a party, but it wasn't. So today he's going to talk to us about how calling out to Jesus affected what he saw next as he was dead during this experience. Ian, welcome to the show. Well, it's great to talk to you. So, Ian, tell us a little bit about how you ended up in darkness, even though you last minute on your deathbed called out to God and forgave others. I understand because you did this, you didn't stay in the darkness, only saw it. What happened? Well, I could sense the evils around me couldn't touch me. Thank God, greater is he within me, that nothing can separate us from the love of God, neither life nor death, principality or power. And so I'm in this incredible darkness, a completely different hell, from anything I'd been taught or shown um, in life. And next minute, light shone into the darkness, incredibly white light, and it touched me. My entire being has incredible presence, and I began to lift up into the light, almost like a speck of dust is drawn up into this light. As I'm drawn up, I can see far above me a, a tunnel or passageway between darkness and light, and I then enter this passageway I'm moving at the speed of light towards the source of the radiance. Waves of light come towards me. This is beautiful. And the first wave of light that touched me, I felt peace. Absolute, incredible peace and comfort and, and joy. Just waves of it flying through me. It was like a living emotion. I thought, is this real? I, I turned my head to the right to see my hands. And instead of seeing a physical hand, I saw a spiritual hand of light. As I moved it, it was my own hand. It was like I was a being of light outside of my physical form. The same shape as a human body, but in the spiritual form. And I remember reading later that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God, but in a moment will be transformed. That we will, mortality will take an immortality, will become sons and daughters of light. Wow. I thought, this is extraordinary. I came out of this tunnel of light, and I was now in a kingdom of light. So bright, your eyes, it didn't hurt your eyes. Then I heard a man speaking in the center of it. He said, Ian, call me by name. 
do you wish to return? I then realized the person who had prayed with me in the ambulance, the Lord's Prayer, was the same person inside this light. And I looked behind me, and here was the tunnel dissipating back into darkness, back into hell. And I thought, look, if I'm dead, I wish to return. I don't even know where I am. He said, Ian, if you return, you must see a new light. I said, are you the true light? He said, Ian, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. I then realized I was standing before Almighty God, and I was so taken back. I, I looked behind me. There was no shadow, no, no darkness, because my physical body wasn't there. I was a spiritual being of light. The light just shone through me. I remember later reading that there's no shadow or shifting in the Lord. God is light. I said, I don't belong here. I'm not a good enough man. If that's you, God, surely you must know all my sins. And I felt very ashamed, and I began telling him my sins. Waves of light came towards me from him, and pure love just flowed all over me. Waves of waves of liquid light with pure love. I said, but God, I've cursed you, broken your commandments. More and more love and acceptance flooded from him. He said, Ian, in that ambulance when you prayed the Lord's Prayer, I didn't forgive some of your sins. I forgave all of them. I've washed you as white as snow. So I said, God, can I see you? I walked into this light, and the presence of God was healing my broken heart. I was weeping like a small child, but so deep inside I could feel him healing my heart. As I stepped through, he was Jesus with his hands outstretched, bare feet, brilliant white robes, full of light and radiance and glory. But I looked to his face. The source of all the light in the universe was coming out of his face. It was seven to ten times brighter. Instead of brown here, like we often see Christ depicted, his hair was pure white, shoulder length. I stood in awe. I, I could see that Jesus wasn't just a man. He had the form of man. He was actually God. <laughs> and I was taken back by it. Out of his face, the light that shone into me was, I felt purity and holiness. I walked up to him in absolute awe. Isn't it? Oh. Beautiful. Oh. I felt so loved, so accepted. And Jesus stepped aside and he wasn't permitting me to see his face. I realized later that no man sees the face of God and lives. So I could never come back and tell people that I'd seen his face unveiled. I looked behind him and there were fields and crystal clear river trees and mountains and flowers. And he said, and I've created a new earth, a new heaven for those who love me. All this that you know will pass away. I stood and I saw this crystal clear river and it was a river of life. Oh. As I stood there in awe, I knew I was home. I, I knew I, I belonged there. Oh. Jesus then stepped back in front of me. It was like a door of light. And as he came back in front of me, he said, do you wish to now remain here or do you wish to return? I said, I want to stay here. I have no one to return for. I looked behind me to say nothing to return for and I saw a vision of my mum. Mm. The moment I saw her, I realized there was one person I loved. One person I needed to come back and tell what I'd seen. Uh, how could I live with the fact that she'd thought I'd gone to hell? How would she know that I prayed? He said, Ian, if you go back, you must see things in a new light from a heavenly perspective. As I look back, I saw next to my mom, my dad, my brother, sister, hundreds of thousands of people. And the Lord said, Ian, I want you to go back and tell them also, many will not stay put inside a church to hear my name. I said, but God, I don't love them. I love my mom. I don't know these people. He said, Ian, I love them. I desire all of them to come to know me. I said, how do I go back down the tunnel, through the darkness, back into my body? He said, Ian, tilt your head, open your eyes, see. As he spoke, I found myself instantly back in my body, on a slab in a mortuary. 
and the doctors and nurses freaking out as their dead corpse came back to life. Oh. Doctors said, you've been dead 15 to 20 minutes. We've done nothing to bring you back. Oh. Jesus healed my body. He said, yeah, and you're a reborn Christian. I want you to read a Bible. I got home and told my mum. She burst into tears. I was the first prodigal son back in her family that had come back to Jesus. Ian, this is incredible how the very words you describe are exactly what Jesus said in the Bible. His word is eternal, and you have discovered that there is life after death, even for the atheist. That's right. Thank God you came to know Christ right before you died. Truly, Jesus saves souls. And if you call out to Jesus, He will save you. Ian, thanks so much for coming on the show. I mean, it's just so powerful. I think someone's life is going to totally be changed. Thanks so much. Awesome. Hold tight. Let's talk more about heaven right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to AwakenTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Honestly, for me, I can see that this heaven experience changed Ian's perspective, almost like his understanding got brought to a higher level, which is funny, right? Because atheists tend to think that they are already at a higher level compared to those with faith in God, and that Christians are somehow maybe stupid or naive to believe in the reality of heaven, hell, God. But here you're hearing from Ian, who is obviously having a change of heart and mind. (laughs) He found out that God is real, but in his experience, you can hear that he experienced the love of God and that God is love. A lot of people think that God is powerful, stoic, scary, which could be true, but Ian is experiencing this truth, that God is righteous, that he is light, but most of all, he is incredible love. And why should this be surprising to us. Well, it is written in ancient writings in 1 John 4, 7 through 8, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Ian experienced this reality firsthand. God is not just a loving being who loves you. God is love. It is who He is. That means anywhere in this world where there is love, guess what? That's God's signature. It's His very essence. You know what this means for you? This means that no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, God loves you. And His love for you is unmoving. And if there is someone listening right now who feels like they're away from God, well, He wants you to come back to Him now. He wants to love you madly. But, you know, I've done sins. I've done things. Look what's written in this verse in 1 John 4, 9 through 10. 
In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, he died on the cross to solve the problem of our sins. All our sins, small and great, will send us to that outer darkness. But Jesus became the propitiation for our sins, meaning to appease or fulfill, like he basically paid our debts. We no longer are owed or belong to go to the outer darkness, but instead we are welcomed into his glorious light. We are welcomed into this love experience with God. And we don't have to experience this when we die. We can experience this now. We can know God personally, intimately, and the experience of heaven can hit you right now. Father God, I'm praying for the presence of God to come into that place right now where our listener is listening. Jesus, we welcome the presence of heaven. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome love. And Jesus, we surrender our lives and we come to you. We'll follow you all the days of our life from this day forth. Jesus, we love you and we know that you love us. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to awakeningthenations.com and click guest audition on the top menu. See you next time.